Welcome to episode number two of the Recruitment Intelligence Podcast. My name is Robert Gillespie and in today's episode I catch up with our CEO Gavin Spears to get his latest commentary on the recruitment industry as we slowly start to see an easing in lockdown. We chat about the changing needs of talent acquisition teams, the value of on-demand recruitment services, the power of data intelligence when it comes to making the right decisions in times of cost pressures, and a little bit more. So let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, it's Robert here. I'm joined by Gavin, our CEO. How are you? How are you getting on? Good, thanks. Yeah, it's not too bad, Robert. How are you? Not bad at all. Had a good weekend, thank you. Good. Um, so I'm going to get right into it today. Um, it's been a busy time over the last kind of six or seven weeks since lockdown started. So on that very point, you and I actually recorded the video. I think I was looking back about six, seven weeks ago now, just as we actually entered lockdown. Um, so I thought now would be a good time to kind of catch up again, get a video out there. Really just to almost, because lockdown looks like it's slowly starting to ease up just a little bit. Um, but on that video at the time, we actually, we weren't trying to predict the future, but we were kind of almost looking at what's the kind of, what could happen? What could possibly, how would these internal hiring teams or recruitment teams kind of adapt to what was happening at the time? Um, we talked about things like keeping hiring moving so the companies would be using more video and Zoom and that's clearly has happened, um, especially for business critical hires. Um, we also looked at things like how these departments almost could position themselves better so that when this phase we're in now where lockdown starts to ease they could position themselves to be in a great very strong position instead of just sitting about um, just waiting for things to happen so almost kind of looking back from your point of view how do you think the last six to eight weeks have gone I know you have a lot of conversations with whether it's CEOs as I said before or recruitment teams or talent acquisition teams what's kind of without getting What's the word on the street, I suppose, what's kind of what's been happening? So, I mean, I think I'll start by saying, you know, everyone I speak to is, is still busy, you know, busy doing different things, busy not necessarily doing the things they expected to be doing at this point in time. But even through lockdown, you know, through through the, the difficult time, there's still a kind of feeling of things happening, but maybe not the things that people expected. I mean, I think some things that have, have definitely just normalised now, you, you mentioned Zoom, Teams, etc., um, you know, in the in the period of six eight weeks, that's just definitely become the norm, both for interaction with internal uh, team members, but also clients now taking candidates through the full process. You know, online, virtual, that would have been uh, less common uh, seven eight weeks ago. So I think that's definitely a good thing that's come out of this, where people are going to be much more amenable to video, and, and I guess less you know the less need to to do you know physical traveling etc. And we've done a lot with, with clients on the keep hiring moving, so we've we've managed to support you know clients who still have a desire to hire you know whether it be business roles etc so we, we feel good that you know we've made some some good progress there and also starting to see you know some conversations now materialize with clients about you know needs as they start to to get back into their business i mean i think you know when i looked at i talked in the last call about a forbes article i'd read about the kind of four strategies or the the four phases of, of going through uh, the coronavirus crisis mm -hmm. Talked about, um, you know, people were initially awaiting the impact. Then they were trying to, you know, withstand that initial impact. Then they were moving to returning to some level of normality, and then looking at almost what would, what will the new industry look like? I mean, I certainly feel that we're we're starting to move to some level of normality, both in terms of the client discussions that we're having, but also candidates' willingness now to, you know, consider, you know, moving for for the right role, etc. But 
definitely it's still, you know, it's still a time of, I guess, uncertainty, but I think it's starting to become a wee bit clearer for, for certainly clients and, and candidates that I'm speaking to. Um, so you touched on candidates, actually, in terms of what's kind of been, again, their general feedback when they've been speaking to people in our, in our teams in terms of, I suppose, their willingness to move. I think when we talked about it six or seven weeks ago, there was that slight nervousness. I think you touched on some candidates will go into their shell slightly and become a wee bit more passive and active. Um, mm -hmm. Has that seen any change in that, I suppose, from the people in our own team? Or do you still think there's still that weariness about moving right now? I think there's. I think there is still wariness about about moving. I mean, I'd said what six seven weeks ago that active candidates would become more active and passive would become more passive, and I still stand by that. I mean, I think you know we're starting to see you know um, unfortunately more redundancies you know kicking in in some of the the, the big names out there like Airbnb etc. Um, but also credit to how well they're they're also handling that situation. But I think definitely active will become more active, passive more passive. I think as a result of that, our team. For the roles that you know are still active, are very much focused on the candidate care part and making sure we're doing the utmost to support that candidate's decision for the you know for the for the future. I think as I, as I look forward, I mean you know who who are we to predict what's going to happen? But you know I think if, if I look at that kind of what's going to be the industry dynamic going forward, I mean I think a couple of points. One, you know we're, we're definitely seeing larger clients of, of ours downsizing their talent acquisition teams, unfortunately, and I think. You know, talent acquisition is, is unfortunately at times one of the easy targets, you know, going through a going through a downturn because if that business doesn't expect to hire, you know, consistently over the next six, nine months, then that, that function is, is going to be hit. And um, I think we are also starting to hear um clients talking about more kind of, you know, could you help us, you know, move quickly in, in this location or for this function. So I think that the whole kind of project recruitment um, and, and really being you know very much on demand is, is going to be is going to be important going forward for, for clients as well. I think the other key part that we're seeing um, and, and you know this was almost a kind of nice to have for us a value add in the past that's now becoming a real core part of what we're doing is um, people are, are asking and demanding more data uh, through the recruitment process. So the whole kind of recruitment data, recruitment intelligence, absolutely key. You know, and I think as a result of people being under more pressure from a cost point of view, you know, hiring will become more scrutinized as well. And I think people are looking at, you know, if I do make this hire, what data can I show that I have carried out a good process, that I have, you know, really sourced um, the best talent out there and I've got the right metrics to back it up. And um, also a lot on kind of talent mapping intelligence. So a client just now who's saying, you know, after this, we are going to um, enter into a new country and it's going to either be one of these two countries. Can you help us, you know, give us insights into, you know, what country would make the best choice uh, for the business that, that we have. So I think definitely, you know, that data part. And I think also the process. I mean, I think as a result of maybe internal teams being slightly less or, you know, being focused in different areas, I do believe that external recruiters will um, be put under more pressure to follow the right process. And again, it ties back to that. If hiring has been scrutinised, we as an external partner need to demonstrate, you know, what we've done to support to support that journey. But I mean, that's that's as much as I've kind of picked up on so far, Robert. I mean, I think it's been great to, to, to speak to more people, you know, and speak to people. It's, it's good in a way when you're speaking to clients and they know that you're not going to ask them, have you got any work? Because, you know, you'd be foolish mm. to just do that right now. You actually start to learn, you know, more about them as individuals and also more about their, their business. So I think, you know, unfortunately, this has been a real, you know, bummer of a period for, for many companies. But I think there's things that we can pick up and, and use to their advantage in the future.
No, great. And as I said, I was going to ask you the question about in terms of what's coming next, but I think you've touched on quite a lot of the things there in terms of how internal teams are adapting, how we're adapting, how you can make the most of data, intelligence and so forth. So, no, that was great, Gavin. Look, we'll, um, I'm sure we'll catch up very shortly. Um, and you have a good day. You too. Thanks, Robert. All the best. Bye, Gavin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.